0: They say just as our bodies need nourishment to survive, our souls need to be nourished as well. But the question is, how often do we feed our souls? Welcome to Soul Food a podcast about spiritual refinement. My name is Amjad Tersin, and I invite you to embark with me on this journey inward to work on our souls. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to episode 6 of Soul Food titled Miracles. In this episode we're going to look at miracles of delusion. We'll talk about the Prophet Muhammad's miracles, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, And then finally, we'll talk about the most important trait of uprightness. We're continuing to look at the role of the prophets and how they're spiritual guides for humanity. And one of the things that's really important to understand is the difference between legitimate spiritual experiences and things that are counterfeits, things that are fake. And now in today's world, because people are getting fed up with materialism and they realize that it's really empty, just giving oneself to money and experiences and chasing after this ever-elusive happiness through material things is actually very empty. So people are looking for alternatives. And now we're seeing a rise of pseudo-spiritual experiences. But it's important to understand and realize that nothing is like the real thing. Nothing is like the prophetic way. And the Shaytan, the devil, he's just trying to find new ways to distract people, to keep them away from divine truth. You find people looking into all different kinds of new experiences. How many people are really coming back to religion to divine revelation, to real spiritual purification as the alternative. There are people, alhamdulillah, but you see that there are a lot of other things that are becoming trendy. Technology also plays a role in distorting our connection to reality, although it does it through entertainment in a lot of ways. And even if you see companies like Meta, for example, It's changing its use of the word virtual reality to augmented reality. And words are really important. So the fact that they've gone from virtual, which means like it's almost like reality, to augmented reality, means that they're trying to say that this is now an enhanced version of reality. That the reality that we're living is not good enough and that we want to give you something that is enhanced and it's distorting and changing our relationship with real experiences. And so we're seeing these changes and the most dangerous manifestation of all of these counterfeit realities and pseudo spirituality and really trying to give people things that are not as they appear, not the real thing. Is the Dajjal, the false messiah, who we've spoken about before. And this brings us to the next point: the Prophet Muhammad's miracles, sallallahu alayhi wa There are multiple, multiple miracles of the Prophet Muhammad that are massly transmitted. And what that means is there are large numbers of companions who witness these things time and time again. And prophets are given miracles so that we know that when they claim to be conveying the divine message, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is confirming that through a breaking of the norm, that something happens that's not an everyday occurrence. It actually goes contrary to what we're used to in order for us to know that the prophets and messengers are truly supported by God. So when we look at the Prophet's miracles, sallallahu alayhi wa they really guide us to understanding his legitimacy, his authority, and that when we follow his way, we will actually be able to access real spiritual experiences. So some of his miracles are, first and more, most notably, is the Noble Qur'an. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala challenged the Arabs of the time to conceive of something like it, to just produce anything like it. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, if you have doubts about what we have revealed to our servant, then produce a single surah like it and call whatever helpers you have other than Allah if you truly can. And understanding the miraculous nature and the inimitability of the Qur'an, that it is something that cannot be replicated. It is a long discussion and requires a lot of study. But it's something that we should learn. And if you're interested in that, there are a lot of resources and books and classes on the sciences and the various knowledges, types of knowledge associated with the Qur'an. The next miracle is when the Prophet sallallahu split the moon in two. And he did that in Mecca when the polytheists of Mecca were saying, show us a sign. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us of this miracle in the Qur'an. Allah says, the hour has drawn near and the moon was split in two. Yet whenever they see a sign, they turn away and say, that's just the same old magic. And this is once again mutawatir. This is witnessed by multiple companions who then conveyed that, which is a high level of authenticity. The third is the Prophet would produce an abundance of nourishment with a small amount of food. In other words, many people would eat from a small amount of food that he blessed, sallallahu alayhi wa And one such instance is at the Battle of the Trench, the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam fed the entire army from a small dish containing a little bit of meat. And everyone ate from it in groups. They would come a few at a time and eat from it. And the dish remained unchanged. There was still food left over. And this occurred many times, not just one time in the life of the Prophet. Another one of the miracles that's really beautiful is that the Prophet had water spring forth from his noble fingers. And the entire army was quenched after being thirsty. Everyone was able to drink from his fingers and they were able to make wudu and purify themselves for prayer. And it was gushing forth from his hands, sallallahu alayhi wa And someone might be wondering, like, this is, this is strange, this is extraordinary. But that's actually the whole point. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who placed what we call the laws of nature. He's the one who gave all of those laws of nature their systems. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not bound by those things. So he can break those norms and he can have extraordinary things occur contrary to what we're used to. And just because we haven't experienced it doesn't mean it's not possible. So we have to open ourselves, especially to these types of miracles. But a lot of people, especially with empiricism and scientism, people are really not comfortable with things that they themselves have not come across. But that just is limited in understanding that miracles are exactly a breaking of that. And the next miracle is the miracle of the night journey and ascension, Al-Isra wal-Mi'raj. And the Prophet wasallam, he traveled a great distance to Jerusalem, and then he ascended the seven heavens, and he returned in the same night, and his bed was still warm. Right? And Allah subhanahu wa taala is... The controller of time. He is the creator of time. So he can suspend time and allow someone to experience years worth of things in the blink of an eye. That's another one of his miracles, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. The Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, also would inform the companions of certain aspects of the unseen. For example, he told Sayyidina Ammar ibn Yasir, رضي الله عنهما he told him that he would be killed by an oppressive group. And that's exactly how he was killed at a later time, that he died by being murdered by this oppressive group. And he also told Sayyidina Uthman that he would be afflicted with a calamity at the end of his life, then he would be given paradise. And that's exactly what happened to him at the hands of a group of people known as the Khawarij. And he said, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, about his own grandson, al Imam Hassan, radiallahu anhu. He said, he is a Sayyid, and through him Allah will reconcile between two great factions of the Muslims. And years later, thirty years after the Prophet sallallahu wasallam passed away, Imam Hassan became the Khalifa after his father Sayyidina Ali, and there was a lot of division and fighting between the Muslims. And Imam Hassan said, I will give up the caliphate if it means that we can reconcile and come together and have peace and that we cease the bloodshed of Muslims. So that's what he did. And the Prophet ﷺ foretold of that 30 years before. Another one of his miracles, which is really beautiful, is the tree stump that, wept out of longing for him, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, that he used to give his Friday sermons while leaning on a tree stump. And then when they built a minbar, when they built a pulpit for him, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam stood on the pulpit and the companions who were present at Salatul Jum'ah could hear the tree stump weeping. And the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, in the middle of the khutbah, he came down from his mimbar, and he embraced the tree stump until it was... Soothed, and it no longer was crying anymore. Another miracle is that the Prophet ﷺ he would hold pebbles in his hands, and Allah tells us, "You subbihu that everything in the heavens and everything on earth glorifies Allah subhanahu wa taala. So, as the Prophet ﷺ was holding these pebbles, the companions around him could hear the pebbles glorifying Allah, Jalla جل Jalalu. And then lastly, the beautiful miracle of his character and his noble traits, Sallallahu wa Wasallam. This is one of the greatest miracles. His mercy, his forbearance, his magnanimity, his courage. These are all miracles. And they're some of the greatest miracles because they're some of the miracles that we can try to embody and be like Him with regards to those things. This brings us to the final point, which is uprightness. Now, as we mentioned before, when we were talking about miracles of delusion and how there's all this pseudo-spirituality and people who might even be able to do things that fool and deceive people, it reminds us that we should be cautious because the nafs, our lower selves, are mesmerized by extraordinary occurrences. And there are people who are really good at that. They know how to manipulate people and they know how to make it seem like they have something special, even if they might not. And there are many of Allah's servants who might never have anything miraculous happen to them in their lives, although there are many who do and those are called karamat. It's not really a prophetic miracle, but it's a miracle of divine favor that Allah gives some of His righteous servants. But it's not a condition for someone to be righteous to have those experiences. There are some people of righteousness who are better than others who might never experience those things. And that's why scholars and people of the spiritual path, they say, which helps us prioritize, and helps us really understand the importance of uprightness. The saying is, being in a complete state of presence with Allah in one rak'ah of prayer is better than manifesting 70 miracles. Having presence with Allah is greater than manifesting 70 miracles. And Habib Umar bin Hafib, he says in his book, The Kingdom of the Heart, which we covered in Season 3 of Soul Food. He says, The desire to perform miracles stems from the lower self. Sincere worshippers strive to rid their hearts of this desire. Their only objective is to respond to Allah's command with exaltation and glorification of Him, to establish the rights of His Lordship and actualize their servitude to Him. And when looking at the life of the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, although he did have these miracles where people ate from a small amount of food, or he quenched the thirst of the army with water that gushed forth from his fingertips, in most situations, the Prophet and the companions, they were able to bear patiently. They exercised patience. And he manifested these miracles. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded him to and to establish the proof of his truthfulness. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted to bestow this favor upon the ummah. There's another saying of the pious predecessors, which is uprightness is the greatest miracle. So we have to be dedicated on the spiritual path to seeking uprightness, to actualizing our servitude to Allah. And when we're committed to that, then Allah will open up doors of having genuine, authentic spiritual experiences and we're safe from a lot of these delusions and a lot of the deceptions that are out there in the world. This brings us now finally to the call to action. The greatest dhikr, the greatest invocation that embodies truth and helps us remove delusions and helps us remain upright is the dhikr of la ilaha illallah. There is no God except Allah. So the call to action is to say it 100 times with presence of heart. That this is one of the strongest means that we have to illuminate our hearts and to remove delusions and deceptions from our path. So to say La ilaha illallah 100 times and striving to have presence of heart. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to allow us to see truth as it really is and to follow it and to allow us to see deception and falsehood for what it really is and to give us the enabling grace to avoid it and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows us to taste the sweetness of iman by following a beautiful and life-giving prophetic way ameen ya rabbil alameen wa sallallahu wa sayyidina muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'een rabbil alameen thank you for listening to soul food to subscribe to the show visit soulfood.fm or search for soul food in your favorite podcast player and while you're there take a minute to leave us a rating and a review it helps more people discover the show